everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Do you ever hear this? Hey, don't judge me. Do you ever say that? (laughs) I have before, I'll confess. Hey, don't judge me, man. I always put a man after it because I'm feeling convicted, basically. I'm feeling like, wow, you're calling me out, so I'll just go, hey, don't judge me. When I say don't judge me, or when you say that, that's a statement of judgment. Don't judge me. I would say, don't judge me, or thou shalt not judge, or other phrases like this, would probably be one of the most misquoted, misunderstood, miscalculated sayings of Jesus ever. Because when Jesus said, don't judge, he wasn't saying that we shouldn't call out sin or we, we shouldn't say that is, a, is an immoral behavior. He, he wasn't saying that. What he was saying was that he is the ultimate judge. Over 600 times, 600 times in the Bible, The Bible talks about judgment, judgment. I think about the different judgments in the Bible. Think about Adam and Eve, they were judged. Noah, the judgment of the flood. Tower of Babel, another judgment act of God. Then we think about Egypt, the Egyptians, they were judged. And obviously the ultimate was when Jesus took the judgment, get ready to clap, for our sins, On that cross, he was buried, and because he was holy and righteous, death couldn't hold him down, he rose again. And now, we're facing some more judgments. I didn't mean to say that to depress you. I want this series, and and Jimmy and I both want this series to encourage you to, to, to put wind in your sails. There will be several more judgments, and two of the big ones I wanna talk about, you can call the first one Judgment A, and the first one Judgment B. Everyone, everyone, everyone hearing my voice, everyone on planet Earth, everyone who has ever lived will be judged. Everybody will be judged. Now, judgment is not a sexy topic, it's not gonna sell books, it's not gonna be on coffee mugs or T-shirts, we're not gonna have you know, a bunch of merch in our bookstore that says, judgment is coming. I'm gonna be judged. No, 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 that's not popular. You won't hear very many worship songs about, God is going to judge me. I can't wait for the judgment. No, you're not gonna have that. We are though, we are gonna be judged. Judgment. There will be a time of accounting. There will be a time where we have to to show the Lord Jesus, I'm talking to Christians, and reveal to him what we did with all of these aptitudes and abilities and gifts and opportunities that he's given us. I think for too many Christians, we're like, okay, I'm a Christian, I've got that get out of hell card, and that's fine with me. Well. It should be much more than that. Obviously, we're saved by grace through faith. We then 
have to work out what the Lord has worked in. God does not zap us to heaven the moment we're saved, the moment we're rescued. We're here for a reason. We should have that, that thought, that awareness, that responsibility that one day we're gonna be held accountable for everything, everything we've ever done. Now that's like, whoa, you know? Some of us say amen, others say, oh me, you know? <laughs> these message maps, I designed these for you. I painted this watercolor you can see of a levee breaking behind it. I sometimes, when I'm studying, not all the time, I'll study for a while, then I'll just do a quick watercolor. I don't always do watercolor, I'm just into watercolor recently. Watercolor's tricky, it's tough, you know, it's not easy. Once you throw that paint on the canvas, I mean, that's it, you know? You can't take it back. Other types, talk about art for a second, other mediums, you know, you can, if you're painting with acrylics or oils, oh man, I messed up, you paint over it. Not watercolor. Wow, when that levee breaks, you're in trouble. The Bible says though, and I'm gonna run through these, one task of the Holy Spirit of God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is inside of our lives. He works from the inside out to help us become the kind of people that the Lord Jesus desires. One of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to convict the world of the upcoming judgment. So your first blank is the word convict. Convict. We should be convicted. Like, I don't mean just, just guilt or shame. I don't mean feeling down or dark. Just, just convicted. Okay, I'm gonna have to give an account one day for everything God has given me. Now, the cool thing about that is we all have unique gifts. You have gifts I don't have. I have gifts that you don't have and you've been gifted by the God of the universe. I don't care what people say about you, I don't care what your parents said about you, I don't care what your coach said about you, I don't care what your boss says about you, you, my friend, are gifted by the God of the universe. That's positive, man, that's like, man, that's, that's really some heavy stuff. So I should take those gifts and use those gifts as an act of worship then I'm gonna be judged by how I used the gifts God's given me. For example, I, I have the gift of speaking. I'm not necessarily the best speaker out there, but I know I have this gift. It was affirmed by people, and I, I believe God called me. I've never heard his voice, but I believe he spoke to me in a powerful way, not audibly, but he spoke to me in a powerful way to begin speaking. I have this gift, okay? It's not better than your gift, I'm just saying it's a gift I have, and I'll use myself as an example because I'm on the stage. One day, I'm gonna be held accountable at the judgment regarding how I stewarded this gift. Did I preach, did I teach the entire Bible, or did I go, you know, I'll just teach the 
fun parts, you know, the positive parts. I'll just, I'll just try to have this Christian pep rally and, and that'll kind of be it. But as far as the difficult stuff, like pride and anger and lust, I'm just going to kind of stay away from that. I mean, the judgment of God, I'm, I'm not really going to hit that. I'll be judged regarding how I used the gifts. Did I teach truth? Did I rightly divide the word of God? All right. Think about your gift. You might have the gift of leadership. You might have the gift of making money. You might have the gift of singing. You might have the gift of organization. Who knows the kind of gifts? You might have the gift of sharing your faith. You'll be judged based on the abilities that God has given you. So when I think about that, I should go, whoa. You know what that sounded like? Blippy. You ever watch Blippy? Whoa, didn't it? I've been watching with my grandkids. Google Blippy. Man, this guy is incredible. How many people have ever heard of Blippy before? Oh, he's, he's amazing. He's mesmerizing. Whoa! I'm starting to talk like Blippy. I'm losing it. The Bible says in John 16, 8 through 11, when he comes, that's Jesus. When will this first judgment take place? Judgment A. It'll take place after the rapture. What's the rapture? The instantaneous snatching away of those here who are believers. It'll be invisible. Conversations will end in mid-sentence. Quarterback will go back to pass. He'll throw this beautiful tight spiral. There'll be no receiver there. A bank president will walk into the boardroom and half the people are gone. A mom will look to her teenage daughter to say something, she'll be gone. The rapture. How do you like, I, I like this shirt, do you like this? I do, it's one of my favorites. And sometimes people ask me, how do you get your collar to, to stand like this? Well, it's not because this is some great shirt. It's because of these, are you ready for this? I've told you this before, but let me tell you again about this little secret. I have these little magnets. See these magnets, see it? Oh, I'm, see I'm seeking, see them? Hang on. <laughs> well, I have a, a collar stay. Now guys, a collar stay, here, I'll take that out too if I can find it. A collar stay helps keep your collars right. If not, guys, ah, 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 ah. you'll be like a pterodactyl. You know, just, you just fly away. And before I discovered collar stays, you know, I levitated several times. It just, whoa. This works because a magnet is attracted to something like its nature. That's how the rapture, in a way, will take place. We have the nature of Christ. We have the righteousness of Christ inside of our lives. When the rapture happens, that's what will happen. Well, one does not have the collar stay, and one does, but because, see, 
I've had that train on this side. Look, now, now, now it looks pretty good, doesn't it? Okay, okay, okay. When he comes, John 16, eight, he will prove the world to be in the wrong about sin. This is Jesus. And righteousness and judgment. Now, now don't judge us about spelling judgment. There are two ways to spell judgment. With the E or without the E. I can already tell some of you smart people were like, oh, he misspelled judgment, honey. Well, you're judging me. When he comes, he'll prove to the world to be in the wrong about sin and righteousness and judgment about sin, about sin. In other words, what this text is driving at, and that's all I'll read out of John 16, this text is driving at time. God's sense of time is totally different than yours and mine. I'm gonna put up like a, a, a timeline in a little while of, of, of the things that will happen as, as we move toward the end, as the credits roll, as the curtains are closed, as they clean up the theater. We can tell, can't we? Everything is moving toward the end. Think about what's happening right now with Russia and Putin and Ukraine and everyone going insane and China and Pelosi and Biden and congressmen and, and the corrupt FBI and CIA, the corrupt IRS, and, and here we're gonna investigate people for corruption. It's the corrupt investigating the corrupt about who's investigating the corrupt, and let's have more corruption and more corruption and more corruption and more corruption. Everything is corrupt. And our country has become more and more corrupt because we have people who are self-centered sinners running the show, and when you have a bunch of self-centered sinners running the show, you're gonna have a lot of self-centered sinning going on. We see this movement, don't we? Wokeism, critical race theory, Marxism, postmodernism. we see us rolling toward the end. Most of us will watch March Madness, right? March Madness basketball, everybody, okay. That's it? Come on, participate with me. There we go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if you're a great player, which I was not, if you're a great player, you're gonna have one eye on the clock. It could be the shot clock or the game clock, and you'll have the other eye on your team, and you'll have the other eye, hopefully on the hoop, you know? So, great players do that. Players who aren't that good, they so focus on the clock that they forget to play, or they play so much they don't think about the clock. We have to have one eye on eternity and one eye right here on this earth, this sin-stained earth. And, and I don't mean at all to, to, to try to, to, try to uh, make you feel bad, but you know it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. And as I've said about the end times, this should encourage us because we win. However, it's easy to see sort of where we're going. So let's talk about judgment A, the first judgment, the judgment of you and me, I'm talking about Christians. So if you're a Christian, listen. If you're a believer, listen. If you've been born again, listen. If you're not, I mean, you can count ceiling tiles, okay? But I would still encourage you to listen, but this is for those of us who are Christians. Two separate judgments. 
The first one is, after the rapture, after the magnet hits the collar stay, right? After this supernatural snatching, here's what's gonna happen. The judgment seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, you see that? Is for believers, those who've received Jesus Christ. We've made that faith reception. It's for believers who must give an account for their lives in service to Christ. That's heavy. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 10, for we must all, there it is again. I have, I have a friend of mine and his mom always says, we, we all, when there's kind of a family conflict, she goes, we all have problems. Well. I'm gonna say this to all of you, we all, I'm talking about Christians, we all, I'm talking about believers, will face judgment. So the Bible says, verse 10, 2 Corinthians chapter five, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. The picture here in the original language is of the Greek games. The, 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 the guy that would call the shots for the Greek games would sit up in this elevated box and he would look and judge and reward and give crowns out, wreaths out to those who perform the best with their abilities. And, and next time, Jimmy is gonna unpack this more and more. So, so, so that's the picture here. That's Jesus, the judge. So, for all must appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due to him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Again, the rapture's taken place, boom! We move into the judgment. I'm talking about believers. We must give an account, and we will give an account of everything. This judgment will be so specific, it'll make the IRS seem like they're the biggest generalists ever. That's how, that's how serious this is gonna be. It's gonna be about trophies and rewards on one hand. So there's gonna be triumph, yeah! Hallelujahs, woohoo! But also, again, this is not popular, there's gonna be tears from those of us, I'm talking about believers, who fumble the ball who took their eye off the shot clock, who didn't take this life seriously, who just said, you know what? I've got to get out of hell card and everything's cool with me. And, 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 and that's, a, that's a scary, scary thing. I, I remember talking about rewards. The first trophy I ever received, it was so embarrassing. I was in the third grade, played peewee football, went to this banquet, and they gave every kid a trophy. I didn't deserve a trophy. I was horrible. But I was so excited to get that trophy. Old Coach Holden came up, was giving these trophies to all the kids. This next player was named Little Ed Young. And I, man, I almost ran up on the stage and people were laughing. I didn't know why they were laughing. They were laughing at me because I was so eager to get a trophy. And when he held the trophy out to shake my hand, I just grabbed the trophy from him. 
And all the parents. <laughs> Why do we like trophies? Hate to confess this, but I fish in fishing tournaments. And I want to win trophies there. And I'm an adult. And we have these banquets. They're like adult peewee football banquets. It's not about money, it's just trophies. Why am I that way? It's sad. We all are though. The Golden Globes, the Oscars. Well, we got thing falling from the sky. The Heisman Trophy. We all, we were in the trophies, aren't we? And I believe that's, that's a desire given to us by God. Just like we had this judgment chip in our lives, we had this trophy chip as well. What kind of trophies are you gonna receive? I don't know. First Corinthians 3, 11 through 15 really breaks it down. It says, for no one, the Bible says, no one can lay any foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If anyone builds, this foundation using gold, silver, and costly stones, wood, hay, or straw, their work will be shown for what it is, here we go, because the, because the day will bring it to light, but now it gets scary, it will be revealed with fire. You can tell how old I am and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. Now check this out. Here we go, we're, we're, we're standing there, I'm standing there, you're standing there, every believer, every single believer is standing there. You can turn the page now. And many of us will just have a little pile, some a big pile, of wood, hay, and stubble. This will be at our feet. And the King of Kings and Lord of Lords will, will come with this flame. <gasps> Gone. Wood, hay, or stubble. The superfluous. Superfluous activity. See it under wood, hay, and stubble? With no spiritual value. What are you chasing? What are you doing? What am I chasing? What am I doing? That's basically just wood, hay, and stubble. How we glorified self and built our kingdom. That's gonna go up in flames. Versus gold, silver, and precious stones. How we glorified God and built his church. And that's the only thing that's gonna last. Yeah. Let me say it again, how we glorified God, what does it mean to glorify God? It means to reflect his attributes in everything we do say, touch, and feel as an act of worship. The only thing Jesus ever built was the local church. Well, what and how will we be judged? Serving, did we serve? I mean, it's not about me. I'm my biggest issue. You're your biggest issue. Serving will be judged based on that. Serving. Are you serving others? Are you serving within the context of the church? Are you using your abilities and aptitudes here in this house 
Sharing. Are you, are you sharing the good news of Jesus with others? Are you sharing your faith? When God gives you opportunity, are you inviting, are you engaging? When God gives you an opportunity, after you pray those high-risk prayers for others, are you articulating your faith? Because many of us, I believe, in judgment B, let me skip to judgment B just for a second. Many of us will see our coworkers, our neighbors, our family members go to hell and we will go, man, I had such an opportunity. I was a part of a church that prayed and thought and planned so much about people far away from God, yet I didn't leverage it. I didn't invite them. I didn't engage them. I didn't pray for them. How heavy is that? Some of us here, God has given some of us an ability to make a lot of money. Why? Are you here just to recreate, procreate, do deals and die? That's it? Great, you know how to make money, that's awesome. Enjoy the fruits of your labor. You're blessed, good. How though are we leveraging that for eternity? How are we leveraging that when it comes to the bride? The bride. All right, husbands, what if you, what if you like hung out with your wife, your bride, maybe, I don't know, once every six weeks? You didn't see her. You're like, no, no, I'm too busy. I've got, I've got to go on this hunting trip, this fishing trip. I've got to go on this golfing outing. I've got to go on this business trip. I, I, I'll just see you. Maybe, I don't know, Christmas and Easter. Well, you go ahead and call the divorce lawyers up because that's just not going to happen, is it? I meet people all the time, especially in my line of work, who tell me, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. Oh, great, great, we'll talk a little bit. Where do you go to church? Oh, little name of church, okay. And, and, and tell me the pastor's name. Oh, what, what's the pastor's name? God, that name. Yeah. So, I'm not, I'm not the ultimate judge. But if you're not regularly showing your love and support and attendance in church, if you're not loving and honoring the bride, I really have to doubt if you're a Christian. I mean, I, I'm just, just from my theological study, my background, I would put a big question mark whether or not you're truly born again. Now, I'm not judging you, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just uh, challenging you to take inventory of your life. We're gonna be judged on this stuff. You're gonna be judged on how you used, again, your different abilities, whether you sing, dance, whatever you do, whatever creativity, whatever you do. And, and that is for those of us who are believers. Now, you're gonna go to heaven 
but you're not gonna, you're not gonna get and hit the levels because there, there's levels in heaven that God desires. And instead of triumph during that judgment, there's gonna be a lot of tears. Well, let me go to judgment B. I gotta be fast with this. I've gotta do this in like two minutes. I can do it, I can do it. B is, that, that's, that's the judgment for those who don't know Christ personally. That's on the second page, turn the page. The judgment of the great white throne. So the first is the judgment seat of Jesus, judgment A, judgment B. This is after the 1,000 year millennium, after the devil has been slam dunked into the lake of fire, you have the great white throne judgment. The judgment of the great white throne is for unbelievers who must give an account for their works. Whoa, man, I mean, it's gonna happen. It is happening. We're moving toward this. And you can see the corresponding scriptures, Revelation 20, verse 11. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. It talks about the books were opened, the Lamb's book of life. You're either in the book or you're not. And if you're not, and all these people are gonna be unbelievers, you'll spend eternity in hell. Well, I cannot stand a God who would slam dunk someone to hell. Well, sorry, no cigar. And I like to smoke cigar some. That's why I have this, I have this burn right here on my, on my eye right up here. I don't smoke that many cigars, so don't, don't DM me or email me. But the other day, I've been speaking a lot. I thought, no one's at home. I'm going to smoke a cigar. So I'm sitting out there by our pool, just making a burnt offering. <laughs> now kids don't do this. I'm, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't start smoking cigars until I was like 40 something. Okay, so I'm smoking a cigar and all of a sudden, boom, bzz, I get stung by the mother of all wasps. <laughs> ah! And I take the cigar and go, ah! It, ah, it burns, see, yeah, look, see this burn? I put some makeup on it, you can see it right there. I mean, it's like, it, it was wicked. How does that make sense? Well, heaven will be a place of burning, of fire. But the last part of Revelation 20 says, then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire, and fire is the second death. Born once, die twice. Born twice, you die once. And we'll be judged, those who don't know Christ, by thoughts, every thought, every word, every action, it'll be judged against God's perfect standard. No one can make it in based on works. No one, because we're all sinners. A couple of years ago, I got invited to sit in an owner's box to watch a professional football game. No, it was not Jerry Jones. It wasn't him, it was another owner. I got this badge and my name was on the badge and we had to go through all of these levels of security to get into the owner's box. 
And the security was old school. I mean, they had like a clipboard at every station. Uh, young? Yeah. Oh, okay, Ed Young, yes. You can go ahead. Escalators and elevators and this and that and walking through metal detectors. And finally, we walk into this box. The carpet was so thick. I think it sucked the, the, the shoes off of my feet. Priceless oil paintings. A former president was there, Secretary of State, Hall of Famers that I'm not gonna mention, all these, you know, people. And I'm thinking, whoa, this is sweet. Caviar and the best of the best, anything you wanted and the perspective. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was just, it was awesome. It was, as we would say, it was stupid. And I thought, as I'm looking at the other commenters down below, <laughs> I was thinking, you know, how many times have I gone to a game? I'm not thinking about the owner's box. Maybe I'm sitting in the nosebleed section, paying way too much money for overpriced junk food. Just sitting there, cramped in these little seats. Wow, if, if your name is on the list, you, you, can, you can have access to the owner's box. So I just wanna ask you this one question. Is your name, your name, in the Lamb's Book of Life? Is it? Because if it is, you have perspective. You have an all-access opportunity to glorify the King of Kings and Lord of Lords here and forever. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this time. Holy Spirit, thank you for convicting us. And I pray for a greater conviction amongst those here at fellowship about the judgment. If you're here and you've never ever made a decision to give your life to Christ, just simply say, Jesus, that's right, just say, Jesus, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I turn from my sins and I turn to you. I ask you, Jesus Christ, to come into my life. I give you everything, Lord. If you said that, in a few moments, we're gonna tell you what to do next. Others here, other believers, it's a time of inventory. It's a time where we think about those that God has placed around us. It's a time we think about our gifts and abilities. God, we wanna use everything, our talents, our treasures, and our time for you. We ask these things in Jesus' name, amen. listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.